The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Indians started winning a lot of baseball games August 24th, and since then, every other team in the American League has lost at least eight games. The Indians did it again in a matinee in Cleveland. They they beat the Detroit Tigers. Everyone beats the Tigers. The Tigers stopped trying a couple of weeks ago. Even when they were trying, they weren't very good. And so it's 21 wins in a row, and is this getting uh, enough attention? According to a couple of people in Ohio that listen to the show, uh, I should only be talking about this, that nothing else is worthy of conversation, that this is historic, this is iconic, this is tell-your-grandchildren type of stuff. Uh, I, I don't agree with that position. I don't. It is obviously very impressive what the Indians have done but is this something that I'm going to tell people 10 years from now? I remember watching the Indians win 21 or however many they win. Now, if it gets to like 40 or 50, which I guess the math doesn't work out in their favor, you're going to run out of games uh, during the, the regular season. Uh, but the, the number 21 doesn't do much for us. Doesn't, should it do much? It probably should, but it doesn't do much for us. Uh, the, the numbers keep piling up. I saw that in this particular streak, the Indians – Earned run average is 1.57, in the and that's not even the the uh, you know, the, the most amazing stat. If you want to throw random stats out, but the thing that caught my attention, the angle, because you got to have an angle. If you're a talk show host, you have to have an angle. You can't just say uh, 21 game winning streak. Agree or disagree? Who cares? Boring radio, right? So the Indians uh, win again, right? All they do is win. American League record, yada yada yada. The thing that stood out to me, though, the thing that got my attention, and I was I was raising my eyebrows. I was like, oh, interesting. Everyone wants to join the fun. 
Everyone wants to be a part of this, including LeBron James. LeBron James, the superstar of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's past his prime now. He's past his expiration date, but he's still hanging on, fighting the good fight. The NBA is going to start training camp very soon. And LeBron could not bite his tongue any longer. There was someone in Cleveland sports getting positive publicity, and so LeBron had to enter the conversation. Let's go to the audio tape. This is a little video that LeBron posted about the Indians, and uh, here we go. Here's LeBron. Yo, what up, y'all, man? There's no way I can let another day go by without shouting out the home team, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. 21-game winning streak. Very important. What y'all doing right now? Sitting. Keep it going. I was about to say it's incredible, but I want to I want to come back and do another video when y'all got like a 40-game winning streak. No pressure. No pressure. I get it. I've had my own 27-game winning streak in the NBA before. It's a lot of pressure winning every night, man. But what y'all doing, inspiring the youth, showing you know the rest of the MLB what it's about, man, to come back after yeah. a, a devastating loss, you know what I'm saying, in the in – the, um, uh-huh. in, the, in the championship uh-huh. rounds, man. Yeah. So, you know, you're rambling. Big shout out, man, for y'all to come back the way y'all playing right now. From what happened in the World Series, uh-huh. so commendable. Oh yeah, keep it going. Cleveland pride, man. The land, <laughs> the Cleveland Windians is what y'all name gonna be soon. So, oh, that's cute. I might want to trade. I might want to trademark that yeah. so I can sell a couple of t-shirts or something. Yeah, you need some money. Pref- put. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, Lindor's name on it. Hey, oh, Cisco, oh, what? I need one of those jerseys ASAP. But, uh, <laughs> nah, man, for real, congratulations, man. Y'all keep going, all right? And uh, I'll be to the ballpark and see y'all soon. Uh, yeah, well, as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you fly back from your home in Los Angeles, you'll fly back to Ohio to go see an Indians game. I'm sure you will. All right, uh, what do you make of this? Uh, you heard the audio. There was about a minute 20 or something like that, about a minute 20, I believe, uh, the, the time on the – LeBron James video vignette. Uh, now, I had a couple of observations. And I hope you were paying close attention. Uh, you're probably doing something else. But if you were paying close attention, the three things that stood out to me, stealing thunder, right? That's number one. Humble brag. I caught it. Did you catch it? And disingenuous. Those are the three things that stood out. And, and I, I want to walk you through this. Now, number one, it, it is not about you, LeBron. It's not. I, now, I know... I know you have a harem of people around you that suck your toes and give you shoulder massages and start the bubble bath for you. I realize that. And I know you believe that in your little little shoebox of a world here that everything's about you. But I would argue to stop trying to steal the thunder, and I don't mean the Oklahoma City thunder, of the 2017 Indians. The Cleveland Windians. No, 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 no. LeBron, listen to me. This is not about you. I know everything else is about you, but this is not about you. This is about a baseball team that you have nothing to do with, right? And you were not invited to the party. I know you want to be part of the party, but you weren't invited to the party. This reminds me of the famous quote. We reference it from time to time. It's actually a political quote about uh, combat, I believe it was, but it applies to sports. And the quote is from John F. Kennedy. Do you know the quote I'm referencing here? Do you know you, you know your historic quotes? The quote is, victory has a thousand fathers, but defeat is an orphan. Right? Le- LeBron James wants to be part of the success. He's one of everyone else. He's jumping on the train. Choo-choo, I'm LeBron. You know what I'd like to see? I would like to see, like, Hugh Jackson, who's from L.A., uh, you know, send a little video vignette to the Dodgers when they had lost 11 in a row. Boys, keep it going. I know what it's like to lose a bunch of games in a row. I coached the Cleveland Browns last year. I know exactly what it's like. Keep it up, boys. I hope to catch you lose your next game. Now, that would be good. See, that would be good. That would be unique. That would be original. We don't get that. Instead, we get LeBron doing his thing. Now, the second part of this, it is a known fact that LeBron is an egomaniac. I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's not a negative, per se, because to be a truly great professional athlete, they kind of go side by side. You have to have great athletic ability and talent. You also have to have an enormous ego. Very rarely does anyone make it to the top without that gigantic uh, ego. You're an egomania. Uh, and even in the Indians video here that we just play the entire thing, 
Uh, he was trying to sell this heartfelt side of LeBron, but he couldn't help himself. He ended up working in a humble brag. Right, this is a video, like, tribute to the Cleveland Indians. Did you catch the humble brag? Did you hear it? He said, I've had my own 27-game winning streak before in the NBA. I know what that's like. It's trash. <laughs> you talk about smooth, right? You talk. That's like you sign a birthday card, you know, when you're wishing someone a happy birthday, and you, you the whole note is about how great you are <laughs> in, the, in the birthday cards. Oh, I know, 27-game winning streak. I've, had, I've done that before. Very smooth. Uh, the final thing here on this, uh, LeBron – is an Indians fan by convenience, right? So he's disingenuous. He's a Yankee fan. He's a Yankee. When LeBron was growing up, he liked the Yankees. The Yankees were good when LeBron was a little boy. He liked LeBron liked the Yankees and the Cowboys. Yankees and Cowboys were LeBron's teams growing up. That was a football team and baseball team side by side. So for LeBron to get here and, and, and claim this great fandom of the Indians, come on. And he even butchered Francisco Lindor's name. The guy's one of the great players in the American League the last couple of years, Francisco Lindor. And uh, LeBron c- completely butchered his name. Oops-a-daisy, right? Oops-a-daisy. We should also point out that this is part of a business agreement for LeBron James. LeBron has a content deal. I believe he's got part ownership, somebody told me, in the media business with this uh, undisputed, whatever the hell that is. Uh, so he's got to produce a certain number of video vignettes uh, for these people. And so this was a business transaction. And then and then he had the Cleveland Windians that he, he made sure to put in there at the end. So is LeBron going to sell some – is that going to be a Nike shirt? Could they sell that, the Windians? Can that, is that trademarked? Is that, is that going to happen? How is that going to work out? Uh, who knows? All right, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports I'll Radio. I'll ballpark and see y'all soon. Now, this night, why is this night – yeah, be careful, LeBron. Why is this night different than all other nights? Why is this night special, more special than last night or the night before? Let's see. Do you think Eddie can figure it out? I don't know that Eddie can figure it out, but he is over there. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. Newbie night. We got a 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 newbie night. Yes, we do. We got a newbie night. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was that was Danny fast forwarding some tape from earlier. Oh. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now. That was a previous newbie night. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Well, it's not wrong to be excited about newbie night. Yeah. New stars are born. The next generation. That's right. Of sports talk radio caller. I'm a rookie. The people intimidated by uh, crazy lunatics like Angry Bill and No Condom Carl and Blind Scott and Real Talk. These people who are, uh, I don't want to say afraid, but in, you know, again, the words intimidated. We're just encouraging them. That's all. Yeah. A little encouragement. Yeah. And as we always say, the disclaimer is you do not have to call. We have plenty of content here. Uh, if you you don't want to call, that's fine. And we, we often say no one might call. This might be caller-free radio. We might just do caller-free radio and that's going to be the way that it goes. But we'll give you the option. If you've thought about calling, you've never called, and you listen a lot, you thought, well, I, maybe I can do it, uh, this would be your opportunity. So, uh, And I only give out same number, uh, same rule applies. I only give out the number once an hour. So it's up to the newbies to figure this out. I'm going to give out, do I give out the number now or should I wait? Should I wait till later to give out the number? Should I strategically give out the number at the midway point of the hour? How should I work this? I, I would give out the number now. You think right now I should give out the phone? Yes. Do so you think right now the guy listening – Driving around, that guy's going to call right now, and then we'll be good, right? I would say so. All right. Do you, do you disagree? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm you fine You think we with need that. to give them more time to prepare to grab a pen and paper? No, or? no. Okay. No, no. Let's I, do it. I, I believe we can do it. All right. Here, the big reveal. You ready? It's very special. Very unique. I'm going to give out the phone. Right. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. That's the number. Operators are standing by right now. Space is limited, though. Space is limited. So you have to get in. If you don't get in, that's fine. Now, Ben, we always get the same questions on Newbie Nights. Like, what is a newbie exactly? What if I've only called the show once? Yeah, what is a newbie? Well, a newbie is uh, someone that is not a regular. If we recognize you, you're not a newbie. You're not a greenhorn. So if we don't recognize you as someone that's part of our Maller militia of callers, 
then that means you're not a regular and you can you're free to call. Like if you only call a couple times a year, I consider you a newbie. Now, what if I'm a regular on Twitter but I've never called? Yeah, like Twitter, we're not only reading tweets from new people. So like if you if you've never called, it's more about voice recognition. It's about voice recognition that matters there. So yeah, we can we can work you in here. So if you you you're a young whippersnapper as a caller, and you would like to be part of this, uh, this is uh, your opportunity. So, novice, trainee, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can be part of this, and you, you will be favored. This is a night you are better than all the rest. So we'll take a bunch of new people calling the, the radio program. All right? You've got Coops over there, Danny G. It's uh, very, very exciting. Oh, my God, the excitement here. And uh, all the Dodger trolls have had to bite their tongue for another night. The Dodgers, all they do is win now. Uh, they ever since that losing streak, they have been on a roll. Oh, yeah. They are on fire, Eddie. It is oh, uh, yeah. amazing. They had that prolonged torture of the losing streak, but ever Look since out, then, Indians! Here come the Dodgers. Ever since then, Eddie. Well, the Indians are still trying to catch the Dodgers. I know that's upsetting to a lot of people, uh, but the uh, Dodgers are back. Uh, they are back. That's yeah. why you traded for you, Darvish, right there to beat a bunch of guys I've never heard of wearing giant uniforms that look like they should be playing in the Pacific Coast League. That is why you made that trade. That is living proof right there. So, Well, getting back to the, the real team in baseball, it's stealing the headlines, the, the Indians. Did, did you, you enjoy LeBron James' rant? Did you think that was an, a, a nice thing to do, make it about him? Uh, I, I didn't care about uh, LeBron really? chiming in. Well, that's my him. angle, Eddie, so you're mocking my angle. But that was my angle. He, made it, he had a humble brag in the middle of his rant. Well, I mean, is that surprising? It's a douche move, though. You agree, right? It's not surprising. It's a douche what move, I would though. say. Yeah. Did you see though that the all-time record for the uh, most wins in a row in baseball is 26 by the New York Giants, but that includes a tie. How is that consecutive? How is that a consecutive win streak? It's different time. Uh, different time. Oh, I, I understand days. that, but if it's a consecutive win streak, yeah, and there's a tie. <laughs> that doesn't. That to me, that's not a consecutive win streak. Yeah, I would argue though. To me, the more impressive record is the longest losing streak, which I think is the was it the Cleveland Spiders? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, the Cleveland Spiders had this really ridiculous losing streak, but that was like in 1899. So I guess since 1900, is that the modern era? The Phillies have the modern record. Everything changed when they went so from 18. Negative. Well, I'm just saying it. Everything went. Why are you gonna Why are you gonna be upset with I'm me? I'm talking about winning streak here, yeah. and then suddenly you got to turn it to a losing well, streak. We're just, not talking about losing streaks well, right I know, now. But I, I There's no team in baseball right now that's on a record losing streak. But I'm saying it if you if you went out there and really tried your best to win a, a sporting event, and you couldn't win one for a month almost, I find that more impressive. I find you that would. More, I do. I think that's very impressive. So you don't. All right. Mr. Party Pooper over there. It is, no, that's you. What are is, you talking no, about? I, I just wanted to point out. You didn't know the Philadelphia I want to talk Phillies about, what lost. is it? Win, we, what, did, what did LeBron call him? The Windians. The, yeah. I want to talk about the Windians. The Cleveland Windians. Yeah, that's right there. We, we should have Pedro do his little war chant and then LeBron side by side. <laughs> the Cleveland Windians. <laughs> Look at Danny delivering like Quick. a champ. We might have to add also if Francisco Lindor lights up the baseball playoffs, LeBron butchering Lindor's name would also be good. We could add that to our mix. We'll throw that in there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is that time again. Mallard of the third degree. We bring in the Coupe de Loup. Ben, C.J. McCollum sent out a tweet on Tuesday night saying that he thinks that reporters need to start getting ranked just like the reporters do to the athletes. He didn't specifically say so, but McCollum may be reacting to the Sports Illustrated Top 100 NBA Players list that had him listed at number 39. Ben, how do you feel about reporter rankings and who would you have at number one? Yeah, listen, the, the whole the ranking thing and the list thing uh, is is wonderful. The the word I saw McCollum's reaction. His reaction, I was it was amusing to me that he did this, and it, it shows you that much like we talked about generation, every generation comes along. They say the same cliches about how they're different, they're better, they're misunderstood. Well, athletes, these list stories have come out for how long? 
and the athletes react the same way. Now they react even more because we hear about it because it's on social media. But, but A, it, it is the same Shakespearean play that gets repeated. A, a sports writer or a blogger makes a list. The athlete gets upset, pouts on social media about feigned lack of respect or you know, they, they need to use this as extra motivation. Wash, rinse, and repeat, right? That's how you do it. And, and B, these, these athletes apparently – you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but they're not smart enough to figure out this is a parlor game, right? This is a parlor game. Lists are good fun. We do lists occasionally on this show, right? We do lists, but they are what? They are subjective. Subjective is what they are. Uh, the Svengali effect is in play here. These, these guys are mesmerized, these athletes, by these lists, and they can't handle it. Do I care? I don't care about who the number one reporter is. Who the hell cares? No one cares about reporters. It's irrelevant. All right? Most of these reporters now are going to these paywalls, and no one's even reading their stories anyway. They're completely irrelevant. So, anyway, next. And Hugh Jackson says that Deshaun Kaiser, quote, gives us hope. (laughs) (laughs) We, We know that the Browns have had a lot of different starting quarterbacks over the past decade plus. Do you think that Kaiser provides more hope than any of the others before him? Yeah, it is definitely hope, Coop. It's called a term I use a lot, false hope. That's the term. He, he forgot to put the word false in front of hope. And I like Hugh Jackson. He's trying to do the Pete Carroll positivity act, but he doesn't have good players. That's the problem. He, he, he's serving up false hope, Hugh Jackson, by the carton is what he's doing. A couple of things here. Number one, Deshaun Kaiser, his big strength, the selling point of Deshaun Kaiser is that he hasn't failed yet. He's made one appearance in an NFL game. The majority of other quarterbacks the Browns have had were obviously flawed. They had checkered resumes, and they were bad in several different ways. Kaiser is like a scratcher ticket. You don't know whether it's a winner or not. you got to scratch the ticket off to find out whether you're going to win or not. And so we won't know until he plays more. And number two, Hugh Jackson, as I mentioned, this guy's an optimist. He's in a very deep, dark place right now with the Browns. He's doubling down on the fallacy of youth. We all suffer from dreams, as the quote goes. The studies have shown in professional sports you can always sell the future. Unproven players, people will buy it. As long as they're young – the public will suck it up. They'll, they'll swallow it whole. They love it, right? And, and I'm a results guy. The harsh reality is this. The harsh reality is always better than the false hope. And listen, the, the deck is stacked against Kaiser. We give him a month to see how he's doing, and then we'll move on. Next. Stefan Marbury says that he's attempting an NBA comeback. Now, it may seem crazy considering that he's going to be 41 years old this NBA season, but it's worth noting that he had a tremendous career in the Chinese Basketball Association. He's got statues, finals, MVPs, uh, etc. All, all the uh, I think there's hero even a worship. Mu- yeah. I think there's even a museum. There is. I saw that. <laughs> I think it was a temporary museum. I don't know if it's still there. Ben, yeah. do you think that there's any chance that someone signs him in the NBA? Yeah, I actually think there's a better chance than most people. I, I, I'm going to go – now, does this mean training camp or an actual regular season contract? I, I believe there's a 25% chance that Marbury ends up returning to an NBA roster, at least during training camp, and there's a couple of reasons as to why. First of all, professional sports, as we learned from the New York Mets bringing in Tim Tebow, is the entertainment business, and Stephon Marbury – would be a pretty good novelty act if you bring Marbury in. His transition back to America basketball uh, from all these years in China, uh, I could see that being something that an NBA team would want, uh, some downtrodden team. Let's, I'll give you an example. I could see the Dallas Mavericks, who stink, who stink out loud. I could see the Mavericks taking a flyer on Stephon Marbury. Their owner, Mark Cuban, loves media attention. He's a media whore. I could totally see that happening. Now, secondly, Stephon Marbury, so popular in China, as you mentioned, that, that museum, the whole hero worship package, all these things in his honor, playing basketball in China. And so he's got, like, big league deity status in that part of the world. Couldn't you foreshadow a signing of Marbury? 
simply to market your team in China, build a reality show around a 41-year-old guy trying to make his way back to the NBA? Absolutely. Again, I go 25%. That's the selling point for Stephon Marbury. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's the winner! Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We got Thursday night NFL action. Now, we're going to pick the game next hour. We got Benny versus the Penny, Man versus Metal. Just a little teaser for what's coming tomorrow in hour number two when we break down every game, every game in the NFL against the spread. But it does not appear that the Texans locker room is Camelot. At this point, if you thought that Houston's NFL franchise was going to have a smooth transition of power under center, then you are wrong. You are wrong because the quarterback that's been replaced is not happy, which you would expect, but it's the pizzazz, the wow factor that has been used that caught my attention. Now, if you have not heard about this, And you might have missed it because if you're in Houston, I'm assuming you've heard, but there are other people we'd like to think listening. Deshaun Watson is taking the keys to the Texans' kingdom, which is not a very good kingdom right now because the Texans embarrassed themselves by losing to Jacksonville this past weekend. But the guy that Watson's replacing is is not just standing down and putting his tail between his legs and walking off the field. He's not being quiet about the demotion. And through his agent, Tom Savage has blasted the Houston Texans coaching staff and the people that made this decision to bench him. Now, you got to remember, I've had agents before. They've done nothing for me. Uh, But I've had them before. And they are spokespeople for you. They represent you. You know how it works. If you're an adult, you know the, the way this works. But if you have an agent, that is someone that represents you and your interest. So the agent for Tom Savage said the following, quote, I'm still trying to figure this out. 31 plays and you're getting benched. That's from the agent of uh, Savage. He said it makes no sense. So here's a guy that's not going to mince Mints his words, and uh, I like that. I like that. The honesty is always a good thing. Uh, The honesty is always a good thing. So let's talk about this. Now, does he have a point? Does he have a point? That's the question here. Does he have a point? The answer is no. In a word, no. If you want a different word, nope. Uh, you You can change it up if you want. 31 plays, fine. 31 plays, fine. Regardless of that. Let's keep it very simple here. I'll walk you through this. A couple of thoughts. Popularity contest, perceived value, second-class citizen, and more importantly, a placeholder, right? So, number one, NFL teams often like to brag about the fact that professional sports, but especially the NFL, is a meritocracy. That's a big word. It's a very, very good word if you're playing a – a uh, word game. The value on that's pretty good. Meritocracy, right? So players in, in that mindset, the, the thinking is that players are selected for their jobs based on their ability. And this gets repeated a lot by coaches. You hear it a lot, uh, especially in training camp. Often it's repeated, regurgitated by those that work in the NFL. So this meritocracy is a hogwash. It's an illusion. When it comes to the quarterback position, for sure. I can't talk about the other positions. I We don't break those down too much. But the quarterback position we talk about more than anything. It is not about a meritocracy. This is a beauty contest. This is a popularity contest. Deshaun Watson is the bell of the ball. Houston did not trade up in the draft to select a guy to wear a baseball cap and hold a clipboard. It was only a matter of time before this started. And if anything, Bill O'Brien showed he does not have big balls because if O'Brien did, he would have made this move in training camp when there was a outcry of people saying, we want Deshaun Watson, he should get the nod, he should be the starting quarterback. And even though he played pretty well in the practice games, Bill O'Brien stuck 
with Tom Savage for all of 31 plays, 31 plays. The the second thing here, O'Brien appears to be a a rather impulsive in-season coach. Like in training camp, he stuck to his guns, but it took all of one half, and then he ran out of patience, and he said, you get out of here. I've had enough crappy quarterback play. And even though that's been the staple, if there's been a consistent activity for Bill O'Brien, it's been bad quarterback play. There's no rhythm to the Texans' offense. Uh, that's that's been an issue here. Whoever plays the quarterback position, they just they're out of sorts here. They're disjointed on offense. And Tom Savage is the ugly stepchild, the ugly redheaded stepchild of the Houston Texans. He is a second-class citizen as far as the pecking order of quarterbacks is concerned. The only path that Savage had, the only path of holding off Deshaun Watson would have been a masterpiece to come out in the first half of that game against Jacksonville and have a couple of touchdowns and have a quarterback rating of over 100 and look composed and, and, and look like a, a quarterback that knows what he's doing. That None of that happened. None of that happened, right? Instead, he ended up urinating down his leg uh, in the first half of that game. That was the move that he made. So y- you know your position. It was not a shock. Now, now, he talked a good game, Tom Savage. He talked about how – this was going to be his job and all that. All the things you're supposed to stay. And and I would expect that Savage is going to get another opportunity based on two things. Number one, injury. And number two, football incompetence. Uh, however, when that happens, when that time comes, and it could happen Thursday night, Watson could get hurt in the second quarter and Savage could come back in the game. But he's still just going to be a seat filler they're going to give Watson all the opportunity they can to figure it out. All the opportunity they can to figure it out and for him. And the final thing on this, the first quarterback for the Texans that does not drown, drown under center is going to keep his job. Uh, you have to cover for a shaky offensive line. This has been my mantra. I talked about it with Andrew Luck earlier in the show. And it's all these teams that are blaming all of their problems. All of life's misery as a football team is based on your offensive line. Uh, the offensive line playing the NFL right now is not good. I agree with you. That, that's a fair statement. And the Texans' offensive line played not at an NFL level. They were shaky, which is being kind. So what does that mean? That means that you throw the ball away instead of taking the sack as much as you can. Can't always do it. But if there's a parade of sacks and a, a line of people coming at your quarterback there – you have to throw the ball away. Obviously, this guy Savage's agent is biased. He's an advocate for Savage. I get that. That's that's what you would want from your agent. But, no, it's not unfair. I don't believe there's a, a legitimate point there because I have known for a long time from following the NFL, and I'm assuming you're the same as me, that it's not really a meritocracy. Right? The first-round draft pick is more valuable than the seventh-round draft pick and gets more opportunities. And you can fail a lot more if you're, depending on your draft status, uh, you can, you, you're in better shape. You're in much better shape. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox Sports Radio. And what's in a billboard? What's in a billboard? Uh, we'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. So the, the news that made the rounds here the last 24 hours, Eddie, your charges, you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. And a fan is fueled with so much rage that he raised $100,000 to buy a billboard outside of the soccer stadium the Chargers are going to be playing in, ripping the NFL. Uh, Eddie, uh, this is going to appear, I guess, for most of the beginning of the NFL season. So when you're going to the games, you're going to see this billboard. You're going to check out this I think billboard. it depends on which side of the freeway you're going to Oh, so you might not see it? Yeah. Okay. All right, and and I I thought it was ten thousand dollars, not a hundred thousand. Uh, I was told he raised a hundred thousand dollars to buy the billboard. That's the total cost. Well, hundred thousand. Either way, that's uh, not money well spent. Yeah. Now this is the same guy. Uh, apparently, it's off the the four hundred five South, Eddie. In the, okay. Is that how you go? So you might see it, right? Might see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it's one of those electronic billboards yeah, that changes. Those highfalutin billboards. Yeah. Pretty nice. 
Uh, so this guy raised a bunch of money. He's also the guy. Remember the Chargers had a uh, pep rally when they announced they were moving to L.A. and he he asked uh, he, he kind of snuck in there and messed with uh, messed with Dean Spanos, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Uh, so what does this accomplish? Uh, uh, nothing. Well, yeah, it's not like it's not like Spanos is going to see this and say, "Well, you know, we, sh- we should go back to San Diego." Boy, I made a mistake. A- yeah. The the only thing this accomplishes is it makes this guy feel better, right? Right. I mean, yeah. it, it's how much is that worth? <laughs> not ten thousand or a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's for damn sure. For me, anyway. Maybe he's yeah. got uh, that kind of money to throw around. But didn't it? Wasn't it a GoFundMe thing? Yeah. He. That's how he got the money oh, for, uh, from a man. GoFundMe situation. If it makes you feel better, folks, I guess I just but think he, there's a lot better ways we could spend our like, money. I've experienced this pain, this agony of a team I loved uh, that let uh, stabbed the dagger through my heart. And uh, left me by the side of the road. The Rams. Yes, yes. the Rams as a child. I I loved the Rams. I used to go, uh, first NFL game ever was a Ram game. Went with my dad. They were playing the 49ers in a Monday night football game. And I remember it was cool. It was a great memory. Back at the old Anaheim Stadium? Yeah, back at the Big A back in the day. So, uh, you know, fine memory and all that. But when the Rams left, what did I do? I ripped Georgia Frontieri and cursed her and helped her to die. I wished her death. And she finally did die. (laughs) Yeah. I won that. Uh, So... I got that. Scoreboard, but, Georgia. Yeah, exactly. She's dead. Uh, I'm alive. And But then I, I moved on from that, and I I got a radio show as an adult, and I just sold my NFL fan soul every year. I went through the five stages of grieving that you have to go through when you lose something you love, right? The, the uh, first one is kind of denial, and you go to anger. I was, I was angry for a while. Then I bargained. I got a little depressed, and then I accepted. I accepted it. I moved on. So – San Diego's a great city. So what? It's a great city whether the Chargers play there or not. You know, you can move, you can drive to LA if you want. If you don't want to drive to LA, don't drive to LA. You know, fine. I know it sucks when a team leaves, but I, I like the fact that they didn't bow down and give Spanos everything that he wanted. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. In San Diego, maybe they'll get another team someday. Maybe they won't. Maybe the Chargers will go back. Who knows? Twenty years from now, the Chargers. The Rams went back to L.A. It's possible the Chargers can go back. Yeah, the Raiders have gone back to Oakland. Yes. And now they're leaving again. Yeah. But, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they can go back, Eddie. They can go back. You might lose everything. A lot of people go to Vegas. They lose their ass in Vegas, and they don't oh, I wouldn't know anything stay, about man. that. Yeah. You go off the Strip a couple blocks, Eddie. It's uh, woo, a little tough. A little tough around Vegas off the Strip. Few well, you've got to give San Diego some props, too. They had better TV ratings there, viewership there than L.A. as far as watching that Chargers game on Monday night. Yeah, but that but that doesn't matter, Danny. Like, do you think Spanos cares about no, that? No, of course he, he doesn't, money. but I'm talking about the fans. Yeah, and the same thing happened in St. Louis last year with the Rams. Remember, there were better ratings in St. Louis. But L.A. is a weird deal because there's so many people. It's a huge it's a huge uh, situation. So as far as the, the number of people that would take to get a big rating for the Chargers. Well, they're going to have to win and, and win a lot because this has just never been a Chargers town. But you not only have to win But in it LA. can't be won overnight, though. I mean, yeah, it's going to exactly. take time. Well, I, mean, they, I, I realize yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. but at the same time, Eddie, they tried to shove the Chargers down our throats for years in the city with putting them on television, the pre-post-game shows, all the radio stations on AM doing the Chargers shows, and it just never took. Well, hey, listen, it's not, Dean Spanos made a business decision. And the Spanos family, we, we assume at some point here the end game is what? To sell the team? Once- and, and, and 99% of those fans that are all upset, if they were owning the team, they would have done the same thing. They, yeah. they won't admit that, but they would have done the same thing. I, you're probably right on that. You're probably right on that. But anyway, it's the Venmo. Well, good luck to the guy with the billboard and the people that donated money. And, Eddie, take a photo if you can when you're driving out of the stadium there. I, I, I will that, try to uh, do that. See that in person. I, well, maybe I'll go to a – I'll go hang out with you at a Charger game, Eddie. Maybe I'll do that. Not this weekend. I got other stuff, but maybe I'll go to a game. Well, I'll be there at all the home games, so You sound time. excited about that. We'll see. I, I am curious to see what it's like at that small stadium. You have not been there yet to a game. Not to a game, no. Okay. Uh, not to an NFL game, anyway. The, I went yeah, to a high school good. game uh, yeah. way back in the day. Okay. Yeah, very good. We got a tour of it when we, you know, when they asked yeah. us to give us. Did uh, you get your Philip Rivers jersey? Did you get your Chargers jersey as a season ticket holder? I, yeah, I think yeah. they. Yeah, it's somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. You're not wearing it though. You're not. I don't think so. No. Okay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for. 
questions on Twitter now. And away we go. It is Ask Ben time. Your questions are answers. The grilling will begin here. You've sent your questions in. Care of the Ben Maller Show. And you send that to Ask Ben on Twitter and also the Facebook page Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show. So let's go right now to the master of ceremonies for Ask Ben. He's very relaxed. Unafraid, composed, the Coop Galoop. Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. This is from Jeff on Facebook. Hello, Jeff. Ben, if you had a racehorse, what would you name it? Oh, that's a good question. Now, as you know, I have many, many nicknames, Coop Galoop. And so a good racehorse has to have a unique name, a name that stands out, but a name that is memorable. So... Many of my nicknames came from this guy, Richard the Racehorse, one of my callers years ago from Detroit who doesn't call the show anymore. So of the nicknames I have, I have 41 nicknames. Which one would make the best racehorse nickname? It's tough. Because how do you break it down? These are all my babies. How do you let a baby go? It's hard to do. But I would say the one that I think would be the best or better than all the rest, how about the Beethoven of BS? Right, that's pretty good. Beethoven of BS. Down the stretch. Beethoven of BS. Beethoven of BS. No? You don't like that? It's either that or I guess I could go the jumping jack of wisecrack, but that could end up very badly if the guy says it too fast. Come on, it's a bad word. All right, next. All right, Ben, another yeah. question for you. Oh, back this to is, back and belly to belly. Yes, this is from Cardiac Stanley on Twitter. Oh, he's alive. Have you ever had any aspirations of running for political office or maybe a sports commissioner? Well, I am the commissioner of all sports leagues. Uh, that's my basic job here. I really? give them advice. Yes. I give these idiots advice, and they listen to the podcast, and then the things I want, they do. Uh, but, no, I've never thought about getting into politics. I would, I would like to, uh, if, if I could do it over again, I, thought, I think it would be fun to do radio and be like a lawyer. I'd like, to get into, I'd like to get into debates and things like that, and I'd love to just start screaming in a courtroom. I think that would be fun. You're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> You're out of order. Yeah, I think that would be neat. I think that would be a bad move for you, Ben, no, because no. if you get into it with a judge, you are not going to win. You can't tell the judge, well, Your like, Honor, at the yeah. time I was right. Yeah, but no, political office has never, it's never been something that I've been all that interested in. Uh, all right, next. Well, we can have uh, more questions for, for the rest of the crew as, after we pause for the call. All here. right, we will pause for the call. We'll have more of Ask Ben. Keep your questions coming there. Hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter and our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show, as Ask Ben rolls on. And right back to Ask Ben we go. Your questions are answers. And back to the coop, Duluth. All right, this is a question for everybody. This is from Ernie on Twitter. What's the most embarrassingly drunk that you've ever gotten? Do you remember much of it? Uh, I don't drink too much. There's a few times uh, back in the day when I was able to travel around with a baseball team. Occasionally, the guys for uh, S and Giggles would uh, take me out and to see how much alcohol I could consume. And I remember uh, getting back to the hotel at about 6 in the morning after drinking all night a few times. That was was interesting. And then one time on the air, uh, I was – Famously, uh, the, the Olympics were going on. We were preempted by the Olympics. The guy said, the, the program director said, don't worry, you're not going to be on, but just in case, go, you know, kind of stay in the area. So me and the guy I was doing the show with went and got drunk at a bar, and then the program director called and said we had to get on the air. And then I cursed a bunch on the air. What about you? Oh, uh, my. Yeah. Uh, there were two for me uh, that I remember parts of. One was in college. We went to Tijuana, oh, and they almost did booze. not let me back into the country because Uh-oh. I was so drunk. But they did, and uh, my buddies put me in the back of a truck. They had a cab on the on the back, but apparently I was rolling around back there when they were kind of driving. (laughs) I was rolling around. Yeah, I was not. (laughs) I was not uh, conscious. Uh, The other time was at uh, Karen Kay's birthday party in Newport Beach. KK, and uh, that's where that was the first time I met my uh, wife to be. Fortunately, she left before I started (laughs) drinking. Because if uh, not, maybe we wouldn't have gotten married. But uh, the the night ended with me and Robert Grussman throwing up. Oh, uh, in the ocean, here, the Pacific now, Ocean. Yeah, former engineer at Fox Sports Radio, now in Philadelphia. 
long time in Philadelphia. All right, what uh, what about you, uh, Danny G? It happened at a station event for me, unfortunately, but it was a club night, Ben. Yeah, uh, club at, night. Yeah, one of my hip hop radio stations on the central coast of California. So this client, the the club got greedy. They had a successful Thursday and Saturday night with us, uh-huh. and they they convinced our sales department, let's do Sunday too. Let's try Sunday. And I argued with the salesperson. I'm like, you think people are going to party on a Sunday before they got to go to work? Who would do that? Right. So I show up there with the radio station vehicle. And of course I was kind of right about it because there was just like a, a group of P ones there. So we sat around the bar doing shots and people were handing me drinks. I made it back to the station, which luckily for me was just two blocks away. Yeah. But I threw up, at the radio station, Ooh. and it, and I cleaned up the best I could, but it was so embarrassing because the next uh, morning, our station manager kept complaining about, oh my God, somebody definitely threw up in the in the bathroom. Who did that? You know. <laughs> and of course, I just put my head down and went into my office like, I uh, don't know nothing. What you're talking yeah, about? That's a good strategy. Denial's <laughs> not a bad strategy. I like that. All right, uh, Coop, your inebriated story, Coop. I don't. I don't drink too often, and, and uh-huh. when I do, I don't really get sloppy drunk. I, I get sick before it ever gets to that point. Um, the worst time, though, I'd say normally I, I get sick. You know, I throw up, and then I feel better. Uh, there was one time in Vegas. I just I threw up, kept throwing up, kept throwing up. Never, never felt better. Never d- didn't feel drunk. Ruined the whole night, and it, and it was over. It was over by 11 p.m., which is really early for me. It was it was awful. But uh, yeah. How, how much of a break did you take after that experience before you started drinking again? Probably a year. A year? <laughs> was, a whole year? Wow. I don't See, I don't like drinking to begin with, so that yeah. just turned me off of it completely. Uh, here's a question for the whole crew. All it's right. from Will PG on Twitter. How do you like your eggs for breakfast? Yeah, I, I don't like breakfast food, uh, generally. Oh, I like. Jeez. I prefer dinner. Uh, I like lunch food. I'm not a breakfast food guy. Uh, I just don't care for it because it involves usually getting up early to eat it. Uh, do but you eat uh, breakfast any time of the day? No. Uh, breakfast is before 10 o'clock in the morning. I like to be sleeping before 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, I like scrambled, but they've got to be well done with cheese. That's what I like. Well done? Yes. I, all my food must be well done, Eddie, or I can't eat it. What about you? I love breakfast. Any time of the day, Yeah. scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, you can waffles. Have, you can have my food then. I would love I would abs- No, I don't want the uh, well done eggs, though, but scrambled to answer the question. A little cheese on it would be wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Danny G. Just about over medium because I don't like the eggs runny, but I like to break the yolk. Because one of the best things about breakfast food, Ben, you could dip the uh, the toast, the sourdough toast, into the the yolk. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. delicious like that. Yeah. You don't like to taste the. Uh, well. All right, uh, Coop. What about you, Coop? Uh, I I would I like uh, if it, if I'm eating the eggs just by themselves then then scrambled scrambled with cheese is delicious yeah uh, but I also like if I'm throwing egg on a on like a sandwich uh, or or a burger then like you know over over medium or over easy is you know delicious over easy uh, yeah all right all right runny no. eggs delicious no uh, that's incorrect uh, next um this is for everybody as well this is from go to bed guy on Twitter yeah if you were a tool what tool would you be does a chainsaw count as a tool? <laughs> uh, I'd like to be a chainsaw. Yeah, I, I, guess, I, I, I guess it uh, does. I cut down a part of a tree at the Maller Mansion a couple weeks ago. I'd never used a chainsaw before. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I got all my fingers and toes still. I, it was interesting. There's a little bit of a pushback. Felt, if you, you felt powerful? I did. I felt <laughs> I felt like one of those horror movie characters when I felt like cutting the tree down. What about you, Eddie? I, I just have to go with the traditional hammer. Yeah, not the nail, the hammer. All right, definitely uh, the hammer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Danny G. Uh, yeah, in my adult life, I've definitely been called a garden hoe. Really? Yeah. It's a, there's a joke Whoa, there. Not a hose. <laughs> no, a hoe. <laughs> okay. A hoe. I was trying to clean it up for the radio, but right. a hoe. Yeah. Dated? But, all right. No. You're but not dated. No, it, you know. I, I, yeah. It, right. it was late twenties, Ben. I'm away from that part yeah, of my life. You're all grown up. Yeah. You're an adult. Uh, what about you, Coop? Uh probably be a ball joint a ball joint <laughs> <laughs> the hell right. is a ball joint i don't know it's, I just, it's the only it's the only like tool like thing i could think yeah, of with the word joint you know <laughs> coop is a real handyman everybody yeah, you can tell is. by his answer yeah. you can fix it up things around well, the that's house. his backup plan if this radio thing doesn't work out he's gonna you know be a fix-it man around your house you know anything plumbing anything you need wall fixing anything 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.